playing the Radical Latino Show. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands in the air for New York's very own. Latino is taking you to another level. Welcome back, my people. Welcome back to another episode of The Radical Latino. Yes, it's your gracious host, The Radical Latino. What is going on, my people? Holy shit. I finally, 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 this podcast just turned a year. Yes, thank you for the round of applause. Thank you, thank you. A whole year, yes. For a whole year, you guys been listening to my bullshit. You guys been listening to me just ramble on. And talk about you know things that are very important but for the most part things that we all care and um, really you know come together with and stuff like that so for a whole year I've been basically talking to myself <laughs> you know what I'm saying so shout out to you guys thank you thank you thank you very much before we get into the topics of anything this show is going to be you know like my other episodes very heavy not heavy but you know i'm gonna i'm gonna tackle some topics but first of all i want to really talk about you know it's a year you know what i'm saying so i really want to talk about things that i want to you know really discuss you know what i'm saying um i'm not gonna emphasize on the heaviness just right off the bat you know what i'm saying um, I want to at least give it a little light, you know, it's a little light. Want to lighten it up a little bit, and then you know we get on because you obviously got to see that the title of the episode. So I want to you know lighten it up a little bit, and then get into you know the real talk. You know what I'm saying? But yes, it's been a year. Um, I want to give you guys a little background, you know, on me, on the 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 whole point of me even doing this podcast, even even thought about doing a podcast. You know what I'm saying? Um, cause I get, I get questions like every other day, Hey, what made you even want to start a podcast? I know you're fairly new. What made you even want to come out and start, you know, start talking and all that. And to be completely honest with you guys, I didn't think this was going to last long to be completely honest. I really, I was like, listen, I'm probably going to get like maybe five or four downloads or whatever the case is. Nobody's going to fucking listen to me, especially the way how I'm marketing myself and as to the name, you know, the radical Latino, you know what I'm saying? Nobody's going to really, you know, pay me any mind or whatever the case is. And the community that I'm trying to basically uphold and unify, they're not going to give two shits about what I'm saying. Hopefully some people do, but for the most part, I don't think that's going to really happen. So... I was like, hey, let me just give it a shot. And to be completely honest, guys, I gave it up to episode 10. I was like, yo, you know, it is what it is. Something happens, something happens. Nothing happens, nothing happens. Because I didn't really come into this shit with uh, much expectation. Just to basically rant and rave and actually, you know, talk my shit. But then I started getting a lot of, you know, feedback. And people was like, yo, you know, I'm really liking what you're saying. All this other stuff. So that's what was really making me go on and on and on and on and on and on and on um so to give you guys a feedback the the reason why i even started a podcast is because 
I was seeing a lot of confusion in the Latin community. I was seeing a lot of confusion in how we thought. I was seeing a lot of confusion on the race relations between most typical Latinos and black people. You know what I'm saying? So, and I couldn't understand why. Even as a little kid, I did not understand why. And the thing is, for the most part, when someone more melanated came into a Latin community, they automatically, oh, this is a Moreno and all this other stuff. But when they start speaking Spanish, oh, yeah, oh, okay, so you're Dominican and all that, you know what I'm saying? And they, they get treated differently, but still in the same in the same breath, they're like, you know, nah, you, you still get, you get treated a little bit better just because, okay, you're not black, black, you're Spanish, black, I mean, Latin, black, I mean. But, you know, in New York, in New York, you... Um, Latin people are called Spanish because that's what we speak. That's a very popular misconception, you know. Outside of New York, people don't call themselves Spanish unless they want to really align themselves with white. But anyway, they're, you know, they're black Latin. So I saw this huge confusion on a lot of um, Latin people, especially the ones who are woke, you know, tiptoeing that fine line like... Like, I, this is my culture, Latin is my culture, but also my race is this. You know what I'm saying? So I wanted to keep, get, at least come out and actually educate and actually come out and, you know, really break that mold, break that white mold that the Latin community is really holding on strong to, especially the older Latin people. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, this comes all the way back to slavery or whatever so as a kid i was like yo there's no difference you know black and latin people we all live in the same community we all get treated the same by whites we all get seen the same way by whites we actually get you know we actually get accused and and not the same benefits all you know all across the board and we all you know get viewed the same treat you know what i'm saying so i'm like there's no difference so what's the beef i never understood that what's the beef and then that's when i started you know this is when i was young and then later on in life when i started growing up more i started educating myself and learning about race relations and all that and i'm like oh okay okay and then you know i always had this shit in the back of my mind really didn't really care too much about like you know really talking and stuff because most of my political discussions was always on facebook that's it always on facebook you know reading francis crest wilson's book doctor uh, not doctor but um mr nilly fuller's book reading you know reading those people's books and just having an understanding of what it is that's white supremacy and it basically revolves all around us and all that and then listening to Tariq Nasheed and getting all the hidden colors, it was eye-opening to me. It was something that I was like, oh, wow, so this is what it is. It was being put to me in a perspective that I actually understood and I could identify and I could label. And I know how to maneuver at least for some of the degree that I could maneuver in. And when I saw that, I was like, okay, but still, you know, most of my racial discussions were always on Facebook. You know what I'm saying? And my page was never private. You know, anybody could have interacted with me. I had a lot of white people coming at me on most of the things that were coming, you know, coming out on, on the news circuits and all this other stuff, right? 
So, one day, I was like, maybe I should just start a podcast. Remember, this is not my first podcast. I started, I started an entertainment podcast a few months ago before my first episode even came out. You know what I'm saying? It was just an entertainment podcast. It was something very small, very just, just to test the waters. Um, and it was just basically revolved around entertainment and music and stuff. Uh, the person I was doing it with, you know, she was... I really loved her hot takes and her insights on everything. I came, I came, I think I came with the, you know, unfilteredness, and she's the one that came with the female mature uh, maturity part of it. So I think we mesh very well. But behind the scenes, you know, I was taking care of basically everything, and you know, just a very small scuffle happened so number number one episode episode number one never came out so i just said yo let me just do this on my own and i couldn't even think about hey i'm going to actually do a podcast just by myself and talking about what i need to talk about and I'm, i don't really want to talk about entertainment so um i said you know what screw it let me just do this shit by myself let me just see what happens and i i started actually Funny thing is, the music that you guys hear every episode, every, every, every episode is from Young Jeezy, and the song is called All There. So, I was basically listening to the song while I'm driving home one day, just one day out the blue, actually one night, I'm driving home, and I'm listening to all there but in reality i'll have my mind just all over the all over the place my bad just burp all over the place so i'm like i'm i'm basically for a whole 40 certain minutes i was just talking to myself about just certain things that i needed i wanted to just get out you know what i'm saying certain things that i wanted to discuss and i was pretending i was talking to an audience while i'm driving listening to all there and the song itself, for some reason, gave me that battery in my back, just made it sound like, like, not aggressive, but made it sound like it, it, it's carrying my message across, you know what I'm saying? It's carrying my message, a message across, the way the tempo is, the beat, the, the hi-hats, the constant, dun, 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 you know? So... It, 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 it sounded something it sounded like basically my voice you know in a in a beat form on how I was thinking and then while I'm driving <laughs> again while I'm driving I literally just went on YouTube and put the song's name instrumental I got it and the whole ride I'm continuing on talking to myself with the beat in the back and I said this is it this is it this is it this is exactly what i'm gonna do this is it everything else came after this is it episode one and two i basically recorded it on my own you know very minimal like i said again uh you know through my laptop i just recorded it i was like you know blah 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 with the song playing in the background and i was just getting in the mode getting in the mode getting in the mode and I didn't even release episode one and two. I, I recorded it in the beginning of the month. At the beginning of the month, 
I recorded it. I didn't even like let it out. I let a couple of people hear it and they're like, yo, I really like what you're saying. And that's when I started, you know, I made my logo, you know, very quick. It didn't even take that long and boom, you know, I let out episode one and two right then and there episode one and two. Here you go. And from there, the, the rest is history. So now you guys know how this whole train wreck started. <laughs> basically, that's how this whole thing started. You know what I'm saying? So basically, on, on uh, in other words, it just boils down to a little crazy period of my time where I just started talking to myself like a fucking maniac. But anyway, yeah. So now you guys know a little bit of uh, history on me. And how I started this whole thing, you know what I'm saying? Also, for uh, for the year episode, like I said, moving forward, this is gonna be the new slate. I'm gonna be um, dropping it either Wednesday, every Wednesday or Thursday. I'm gonna try to be more consistent, not have like random gaps of two weeks or whatever the case is. I'm gonna try to be more consistent and. You know, dropping instead of Monday, I'm gonna be dropping every Wednesday or Thursday. You know what I'm saying? But now going into the first thing, I'm a for people who don't know, I'm a huge Battle Rat fan. Huge. I go. I think I said this before. I go to events all the fucking time. You know what I'm saying? All the time. And one of these events, you actually see me on camera. All right. I go to these events all the fucking time and I've been to multiple events and you can see me on camera multiple times, you know what I'm saying? But in one event, you actually see me on camera extremely clearly for a good while, you know? So I like to go into these battle rap events and all that. I met most of the battle rappers and all that. Now, the reason why I'm bringing this up is because this week, Cassidy the recording artist Cassidy battled goods. Yes, Cassidy battled goods. I probably lost half of you guys right now, but that's exactly what it is. Cassidy battled goods and I saw that whole battle on the edge of my seat because Cassidy was talking that hot shit. Yo, Cassidy was talking that hot, hot shit talking about Yo, I started the battle rap crowd. Yo, I started this shit. If it wasn't for me, there wouldn't be a URL. And and people are laughing, laughing at what he's saying because all the shit that he's saying is not even true. You know what I'm saying? Cassie didn't fucking help nothing. He didn't build nothing in this community. The fuck you talking about? You feel what I'm saying? So when people hearing this shit they're like yo what the fuck is this motherfucker talking about you know and he was basically just talking hot shit i never got booed i'm 5001 that is bullshit you know what i'm saying a lot of battle rappers are good but they got beaten before you know what i'm saying they got beaten before and he's saying that he never got beaten which is bullshit it's extremely hard to believe secondly he said he never got booed. His first um, camera, camera, camera battle rap battle was with Disaster. And it was actually four rounds. The reason why I say it was four rounds, 
because the event got stopped in the first round. That shit just got stopped. That's it. Cameras went off, lights went out, it was over. People got pissed. You know what I'm saying? People got pissed. I got pissed because I paid for this shit. So I'm like, yo, what the fuck just happened? I'm going on Twitter, people are confused and all that. Then Organic comes on and goes, uh, yo, we're gonna, um, we're gonna, they, they kicked us out, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna reschedule. And they rescheduled at some parking lot on some small crowd. And Cassidy smoked. Cassidy smoked disaster. Cassidy smoked disaster. And we were like, okay, cool. But I see this is the thing. I watch battle rap. And there's a lot of guys and a lot of rappers who are nice in the small room, but ass on stage. There's a huge difference. There's a huge difference. There a lot of rappers are nice in the stage, but they're ass in the small room. Big difference. There's a huge difference. You know what I'm saying? Because you gotta captivate the whole crowd when you're on stage. In a small room, you got a couple of like, you know, dozen people up in there, or a little bit more, and you know, everybody's feeling the shit is more personal. It's like an exclusive. You know what I'm saying? So it's very, very, very different. And Cassidy said he didn't get booed on camera. He was getting booed. He was getting booed off his shoes. Like he was getting booed. But when Cassidy went up to goods, you know, people were clowning him and all that. All right, Cassidy went up to goods. And I feel that because of nostalgia alone, nostalgia alone, the crowd was on Cassidy's side. First of all, let me just make this clear. Cassidy got 3 old. I don't care what nobody says. Cassidy, he got 3 old. Why? It's because of nostalgia alone. He started a very good first round because the crowd was with him and some of his bars were carrying. Okay. But during that first round, while I kept on going, them same dudes, the same crowd was like, all right, some of his shit doesn't even, it sounds like ass. And some of his shit was sounding like ass straight up. Some of his shit was sounding like, like basura. You know what I'm saying? And I can't even quote a rhyme because this shit was garbage. And I'm like, yo, what the fuck is he? I'm looking at my mans. I'm like, yo, what the fuck he means by that? That shit is trash. Yo, did you just hear what he said? That shit is basura. You know what I mean? So after the uh, the battle, you know, goods go on, and I'm like, ah, right, you know, goods is popping some jokes, but he's you know doing his shit. After round two and three, Cassie starts getting booed. Starts getting booed. Starts getting booed. Starts getting booed. And I'm like, oh, that that's basically it. It's over. You know, Cassidy lost. I don't give a fuck what nobody says. He lost. And at least he didn't, you know, he didn't sabotage the battle. You know, shout out to him. But to me, yo, Goods got that. 3 0. I'm sorry. 3 motherfucking 0. Uh, still staying on the hip hop topic. 
two albums came out that I wasn't even expecting. First of all, one of them I wasn't expecting because I didn't even know who the dude was. And the other one, I was just surprised. So Styles P came out with an album, right? The shit is fire. I was like, oh shit, I actually bought it. I was like, oh shit. He came out with, with an album. I, I streamed it and I was like, I gotta buy this shit. Shit was hard. Then on on Twitter, because that's how I found out the album came out was on Twitter. Um, this guy named Burner was trending. And El Chivo, the album El Chivo. I'm like, who the fuck? I'm thinking, I'm thinking there's a new drug kingpin from El Chapo. You know what I mean? It's like El Chivo and shit. So I'm like the motherfuckers like, you know, smuggling goats. What the hell is going on? So I'm looking at it. I was like, nah, it's a rapper. His album came out. So I was like, All right, let me, I'll give this motherfucker a try. Let me just hear this shit. So I streamed it. Yo, I'm telling you right now, some dude from the West coast, burn that nigga. Nice. That nigga is nice. Yo, the whole, sh whole album is fire. Whole album is fire. The one that is the hardest tracks up in there is PTSD. The shit is hard. Starts telling a story. I like that storytelling shit. You know what I'm saying? So the whole shit was fire. So shout out to those two albums. I definitely recommend you guys go get that. Style P's album and Burner's album. You know what I'm saying? Go get that. That shit is hard. Mo Staying with the hip hop topic, Wu-Tang Clan has a street named after them. You guys didn't know that. That shit is crazy. I saw that shit on Twitter. I was like, yo, shout out to them. They actually got a street name after them. I think it's called Wu-Tang Wu -Tang Clan um, District, I think it's called. Yeah, I think that's what it's called, right? Wu-Tang Clan District. Anyway, so they, they got a street name after them. So shout out to them. You know, salute. I'm definitely going to um, pass by and take photos of it. You know what I'm saying? So shout out to them. You know, Wu-Tang Clan doing their thing. You know what I mean? Another thing that actually happened this week. I got revealed that Ice Cube was actually partnering with a bunch of black entertainers and rappers. Um, to actually buy a bunch of TV stations. I actually put this out on my Instagram this week. And end up finding out that... Those plans were flooded uh, because of the big TV executives. He was planning, not only him, him, but a bunch of people were putting their money in together to uh, to buy a couple of TV stations for ten billion dollars. They were getting their money together, and they got it to actually buy TV stations for ten billion, not million, billion with a B, billion dollars. And I'm telling you, that is some shit. If they would have done that, fuck this whole BET shit. They actually would have, you know, done some good. You know what I mean? But this goes to show the system of white supremacy. This goes to show that in the system of white supremacy, you're not allowed to pass down wealth. You're not allowed to pass down monetary value on any form of any form of monetary value down to lineages. That's the, that's the rule of the game. You know what I'm saying? That's why now recently you only seen a lot of black millionaires 
you know what I'm saying? Not even billionaires, but millionaires. The only one closest is to actually getting some wealth passed down was Jay-Z and Dr. Dre, you know, to be completely honest. And Diddy, to be completely honest. Those are only three that I actually see. Oh yeah, we want to lump in Oprah. We could lump in Oprah, but um, that's what that's what I see. You know, who are really just fairly recently, you know. But that doesn't mean that it won't get forwarded. You know what I'm saying? Um, that's the name of the game because wealth is not supposed to be passed down to people we, you know, declare undesirables. Wealth is not supposed to be passed down to people that we consider less than you know what i'm saying back in the back back in the day white people were coming to this country and were just given money and land and all, and all that you know what i'm saying so they already started started off in a great footing you know what i'm saying and they will pass that land and money down you know they built something they 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 get this land they start building it building it building it building it and guess what they will pass it down generationally to the point where you get these big ass families owning half of new york and you don't and you don't understand why you know what i'm saying but black families they weren't given that same opportunity whatsoever to the point when slavery ended the people who were actually paid reparations were the slave owners themselves a lot of people don't know that slave owners were paid reparations because of that. So they, so white people were always looked at, you know what I'm saying? They were always, you know, uh, uh, protected. They were always actually seen as a valuable class. You feel what I'm saying? So when you actually see the the higher powers actually stopping a group of black people from actually getting some something successful that means that they they already know something that you're not supposed to know you're not supposed to pass down wealth you're not supposed to pass down the lineage 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 of your whole generation to be okay you're supposed to work you're supposed to work and work and work and work. This is what we're told when we're little. A bunch of Latin and black kids are told this from little. You're supposed to work, go to college, study hard, and get a good job. That's what we're told when we're little. We're never told to create our job. We're never told to create our opportunities. We're never told that. White kids are told that. White kids are told, go to school, get an education, and create your job. We're told go to school, get an education and get a job never to create. That's a huge difference. And that is brought down through slavery. That is brought down to just keep your head down and work because nobody got killed. Nobody got beaten for working hard. You got killed and beaten for not working at all. You know what I'm saying? So that is brought down through slavery. And this is something that we have to automatically take apart, get rid of, because that's not something that we're supposed to hold on to. You know what I'm saying? And for those people who are actually growing up from my generation, who are having kids and all this other stuff, I, I tell them, I'm like, listen, 
if, when you're raising your kids, make sure you tell them like, at least get an opportunity to actually create something. Since the internet, they, these kids are growing up in the age of the internet. You could literally become a billionaire overnight with a website and an app. That's it. You get a good app idea, it's over for you. It's over. Look at that um, floppy bird shit. That floppy bird became a sensation. It was a simple mobile game. You're just avoiding pipes. That Asian dude who developed that shit, he ended up getting, I believe, 19 billion dollars. No, was it not? Bi no, it was a million. 19 million dollars in one month. Why? Because that shit was free and it was running ads. Every time you played and you turn that app on, ads will be running. And guess what? That Asian dude will get a cut of it. You know what I'm saying? So, especially the age of the internet, you know, there's a whole world of possibilities. You feel what I'm saying? It's a whole world of possibilities. So, this basically goes to show that, you know, white supremacy is controlling every aspect of our lives if we choose to disregard it, you know? Now, moving on to the Ted Bundy movie. So there was a lot of talks of this, uh, uh, Zach, was it? I forgot the guy's name. All white people look alike to me, but the guy from Baywatch, you know, who played in Baywatch and all this other, all the other, you know, college movies or whatever the case says, he played Ted Bundy in a movie. And the way the trailer was, they depicted Ted Bundy as this charming, attractive, guy who everybody wants to be like who you should be like to the point where he was cocky and and crass and rude and you know what i'm saying charming in the same time first of all a lot of people don't know this motherfucker escaped the prison multiple times all right he escaped prison multiple times to the point where he couldn't even stay out for free without committing a goddamn murder yeah believe it or not this guy couldn't he escaped jail to go kill again you know what i'm saying he was killing women left and right left and right left and right he escaped jail gets gets caught escapes jail kills gets caught escapes jail kill gets caught you know what i'm saying and throughout this whole time he's just getting caught and escaping jailing all this other shit if it was someone black they would have been killed this dude you know what i'm saying but he's white he got the complexion for the protection all right so ted the ted bunny movie is lauded not lauded but it's viewed as something that is you know, something that you, you want to, you want to be like is, oh my God, it's so amazing, you know? And this motherfucker killed like over, was it 20 something women? 20 something or 40 something women? Like, what are you talking about? And people were, you know, they were outraged. But th this is what happens when it's a white murderer, serial killer, they get put on the pedestal of, oh, they have to be praised. You know, like that's why Charles Manson is viewed as the way he is. Oh my God, super smart. This guy is 
oh, he's a genius. How did he actually get people to do what he wanted to do? And this motherfucker was crazier than cash shit. You know, cutting himself, putting him, giving himself swastika tattoos and all that. He was crazy as shit. But because someone white does it, someone white does it, and they don't understand how they did it. Oh my God. But when black people were getting other people to commit their murders or whatever the case is. Oh yeah. You people just go to jail. Whatever. It is what it is. You know what I'm saying? So it's very different. And I was calling this shit out on Twitter. I'm like, yeah. Just because this, this dude, the reason why they're they're putting him all up on the pedestal is because he's white. Let's let's keep it real. That's basically why. And I was getting not that much um, flack for it, but I was getting like, yeah, I agree with you. You know what I'm saying? Now moving forward to Facebook. So this is gonna tie in to the main topic of this episode. Moving on to Facebook. Facebook banned Farrakhan from Facebook. Facebook banned Farrakhan. So this is a thing that I was skeptical from the beginning. When Facebook started doing all this band of, you know, white supremacists, well, everybody was doing it. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, you know what I'm saying? They went through a whole list of white supremacists who were on their platforms and they just banned them. Alex Jones was one. Milo was one. Richard Spencer was another one. You know, so all of these people were getting banned left and right, left and right. So everybody was like, yeah, ban white supremacists, ban white supremacists, ban white supremacists, which is not a wrong thing to do because they're spewing hate you know what i'm saying but also i'm like wait a minute hold on this could be a catch 22 this is a double-edged sword now because since they're going to be banning these people and with you know with under the guise of hate speech they could ban all these other people who speak against that who's a little too radical who's a little too militant for them they could ban them under the guise of hate speech too. So this is a double-edged sword. Remember, white supremacists in the system of white supremacy, they play chess, okay? They play chess. Facebook is the same platform that said that they protect white nationalists, okay? You guys gotta remember that. They protect white nationalists. That's exactly what they said. They eliminate any other black person or Latin person speaking against white supremacy. I got my accounts taken down a bunch of times. You know what I'm saying? I got my shit taken down a bunch of times. I got my shit removed. I got blocked. All that shit for speaking up against white supremacy. You know what I'm saying? So this is what they said. And then out of nowhere, now they're deleting and blocking and banning all these other people, right? Okay. This is a double-edged sword. Now, what we find out, Farrakhan gets banned. Same thing I said before. Watch out. Watch out. I think I said that even in the episode. Watch out. This is a double-edged sword. 
something something doesn't seem right about this. You know what I'm saying? This is a now Farrakhan gets banned under the guise of hate speech. You know what I'm saying? Under the guise of hate speech. And they're putting Farrakhan right next to Alex Jones and Milo and all these other news organizations. And I'm like, wait a minute. These people got banned months ago. You feel what I'm saying? Months ago, I think was it a year ago or something. But they got banned months ago. Now they're coming up to Farrakhan? Remember, Farrakhan, he's against white supremacy. All right? He's against white supremacy. He goes to the whole Jews thing that I don't agree with. Because let's be honest, um, the Jewish uh, religion is just a religion. It's not a race. A lot of white people like to play that little, you know, card. Well, I'm not white. I'm Jewish. Yeah, motherfucker, you white. You know, Jewish is a it's a religion, not a race. So stop it. It's, it's me like saying, oh, I'm not black. I'm Christian. You know what I'm saying? That's stupid. That's dumb. No, get the fuck out of here. So. He goes in that whole Jewish thing that I like, okay, I don't uh, agree with that. Everything else I agree with. I know what you're talking about, but that whole Jewish thing, you're a little wacky when it comes to that, but it is what it is. So Farrakhan gets banned, right? And this goes to my main topic, understanding white sacrifices. Now, what is a white sacrifice? A white sacrifice is somebody being sacrificed for the greater good. So. If a company, for example, right now, Facebook, right? They sacrifice a bunch of white supremacy, white people who were wilding out. They sacrifice that for the real targeting, what they were really going to do behind that was targeting non-white people for speaking out against white supremacy. So that's just what we have to understand. So they won't be called racist. If we say, whoa, you guys are racist. No, we're not. We banned a bunch of white people too. That's a double-edged sword. That's a trick bag. We have to understand to point that out. White sacrifices has always been used throughout history with any little thing. Any little thing. It's, it's like military. You know what I'm saying? You got captains, lieutenants, general, you know, and you got your regular soldiers. Sacrificing a small part of the group is not going to bring down the whole group. You feel what I'm saying? It's not going to bring down the head king in charge. You know what I'm saying? If you guys could understand it that way, white sacrifices is for the better good of the whole society. So to preserve white supremacy, the way it is, the way it is actually being functioned and run right now. You are going to have some white sacrifices. You are going to have some white cops, um, unjustifyingly shooting and killing a white kid. You know what I'm saying? And then getting, getting away, the white cops gets away with it. You know what I'm saying? You are going to have those rare cases, those rare opportunities, those rare situations. But remember, they're rare. They're not accounted for the majority of all these other slangs that happen. And the cops just walk away all willy nilly, all free and shit. You know what I'm saying? We can't not just justify just a, a small few and just say, look at all of this other shit. You know what I'm saying? It does. It wouldn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. So white sacrifices have to be, be very, very important. 
That's something we all have to understand. That's something we all need to get through our heads. White sacrifices is going to be a part of the white supremacy umbrella. If you guys could understand that part, you know what I'm saying? Just because a, a few white people, you know, get unjustly harmed or whatever the case is, does not negate the existence of white supremacy. So let me give you guys an example. Yeah, you got some poor white people out there who are in section eight and who are on food stamps and all this other crazy shit. But that does not negate the fact that those same poor white people could walk up, walk into any other job and get that job over you. That's a fact. That's a fact. The reason why they're poor is to be completely honest, those poor white people, any poor white person, that's a choice. That's the only, that's the only people that I actually see that who are poor as a choice. And I'm being completely real. White people has been given handouts left and right, left and right, left and right, left and right. By just the fact that you could point out a small group of poor white people. No, that's a choice. They got opportunities that they fucked up on themselves. You know what I'm saying? They're, those are choices. When I see a homeless white person, I'm like, Jesus Christ, what a waste of white skin. That's a choice. That's not this person, um, you know, being unjustly un, uh, doing. No, no, no. That's a choice. That's a very big difference from having a whole system, you know, that is actually going not only against you, but a whole system that's actually designed to bring you down. That's a huge difference. You know what I'm saying? That's a huge difference. So I don't really, you know, go into this whole, you know, tit for tat type of shit, but this is something we have to be real about. We have to be real about this, you know? And, um, you know, that that's, that's another form of white supremacy, you know, white sacrifices. We have to be real. We have to understand that. Part of understanding um, those little minutia details of where we stand in this society is extremely important in how we maneuver outside of here. You know what I'm saying? So, anyway, that's about it, guys. Um, I'm gonna catch you guys later. Remember, if you guys want to hit me up on Instagram and Twitter at the same name, radical underscore Latino underscore. And I'm going to catch you guys later.